So good afternoon. My name is uh, Dr. Jim Franchosi. I am uh, speaking today on behalf of our authors and investigators on a recent publication that we had in the Journal of Pediatric Gastroenterology, Hepatology, and Nutrition entitled CYP2C19 and STAT6 Variants Influence the Outcome of Proton Pump Inhibitor Therapy in Pediatric Eosinophilic Esophagus. I currently am working at Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando, Florida, and I am affiliated with the University of Central Florida College of Medicine. So for pediatric eosinophilic esophagitis, this is felt to be a chronic inflammatory condition of the esophagus that is increasing in prevalence. The incidence rates of the disease are approximately 1 in 10,000, but the prevalence rates are anywhere from 1 per 1,000 to 1 to 2,000. And we do see that these rates are in increasing. This would make sense with a chronic condition that requires long-term therapy, such that as we are accumulating more cases, the prevalence is increasing. In addition to that, eosinophilic esophagitis is felt to be in the category of atopic conditions and in the allergic march type of pattern of conditions, such that we're seeing, especially in the United States and other more developed countries, that the rates of allergic conditions are increasing. And we are seeing that be true with eosinophilic esophagitis. We did several studies approximately 10 years ago where we thought that there was a recognition bias, where uh, the rates of pediatric endoscopy were increasing and the number of biopsies were increasing. And so initially, accounting for the uh, detection bias, we thought that that could be a contributing factor. However, as the condition has gone on over the past 10 years, it's clear that the rates of the condition are increasing independent of the detection bias that has been seen with the rates of pediatric endoscopy and adult endoscopy with biopsies. One uh, speculation around this is the hygiene hypothesis, that there is a loss of immunotolerance with people being raised in clean environments. There's also concern around early life exposures, uh, whether that be antibiotics and other factors that may predispose to eosinophilic esophagitis. Other questions have been raised around infectious etiologies. Ultimately, these are speculation and are not entirely clear as to the etiology. But as we think about other allergic conditions, the hygiene hypothesis does make sense uh, with eosinophilic esophagitis. In our study, we evaluated children that were treated with proton pump inhibitor medications for eosinophilic esophagitis. It's of mention and note that eosinophilic esophagitis has a highly variable response rate to PPI therapies in the medical literature currently. So in the medical literature, it's reported that anywhere from 30 to 60% of patients respond. And we wanted to figure out whether or not there were genetic factors that may associate with PPI response in eosinophilic esophagitis. This condition and question is also increasingly important because there are new guidelines that state that PPIs are actually a treatment for eosinophilic esophagitis compared to what was previously stated as that it was a separate condition, PPI responsive um, EE. So therefore, what we did is we were able to take genetic samples from 92 children that had undergone high-dose PPI therapy for eosinophilic esophagitis. 
they had an endoscopy at baseline without PPI therapy, and then an endoscopy in follow-up for which they were treated with high-dose PPI therapy of approximately two milligrams per kilo per day, divided twice a day. We identified that among these 92 children, there was a 62% response rate for the PPI therapy. This was using isomeprazole or Nexium principally, and this response rate would be considered one of the higher response rates seen in the medical literature in children. Given our previous work looking at a variant enzyme, CYP2C19, that the changes in CYP2C19 can determine how different patients metabolize the PPI medications, we then wanted to apply this to eosinophilic esophagitis. What we've shown previously is that CYP2C19 star 17 carriers, or the extensive metabolizer category, are more likely to fail PPI therapy for gastric acid-mediated conditions. We've published on that previously, and we've also published that they are more likely to undergo fundoplication surgery. What we've identified in this study was that there was not any association with eosinophilic esophagitis and pH impedance probe outcomes or gastric acid. However, the CYP2C19 star 17 variants were less likely to respond to PPI therapy overall for eosinophilic esophagitis. What we took away from this was that the extensive metabolizers of PPI therapy may require more medication when they are used for eosinophilic esophagitis, and that this may not be related to gastric acid. What we also showed is that the variants of STAT6 also uh, influence the outcome of PPI therapy on eosinophilic esophagitis. Taken together, there is a question as to whether the effect of PPI therapy is related to an anti-inflammatory effect over that of gastric acid. So we've shown that children frequently benefit from a personalized medicine approach to different therapies. What that means for eosinophilic esophagitis is that there may be a group of patients who may or may not respond to proton pump inhibitor therapy, a subgroup of patients who may or may not respond to dietary elimination, and a subgroup of patients that may or may not be responsive to swallowed steroid therapy. These are currently the therapies that we have available for eosinophilic esophagitis, although some others are under investigation presently. For PPI therapy in particular, there may be certain patients that need a variation in their dose to demonstrate response. And conversely, there may be other patients that do not need that high-level medication, and therefore the risks associated with PPI therapy in terms of infections that have been shown previously may be mitigated by a personalized medication approach. So that in looking at the extensive metabolizers of PPI therapy versus normal metabolizers and poor metabolizers, we may be able to tailor their therapy based on that approach. That is the CYP2C19 variation story that we've presented. With regards to STAT6 variants, there is clearly a type of inflammation that the STAT6 uh, indicates a pro-inflammatory type response. And we've shown that variants of STAT6 may associate with pre-PPI eosinophil counts, so the baseline counts, 
and that PPI responsiveness can associate with various STAT6 allelic variation. Previously, we've shown that carriage of CYP2C19 star 17 alleles associate with pH probe acid exposure outcomes in children with gastroesophageal reflux disease. We have not, however, shown that PPI therapy for eosinophilic esophagitis is related to acid exposure outcomes. We have shown that CYP2C19 star 17 variants have an approximately eight-fold better odds of failing PPI therapy compared to children that do not carry the STAR-17 variants. In addition to that, we have shown that STAT-6 variants also influence not only the baseline eosinophil counts, but also the response of PPI therapy. Taken together, these effects may indicate an anti-inflammatory effect of PPI therapy. We do feel that the CYP2C19 effect is a dose-dependent mechanism and that taken together, CYP2C19 and STAT6 variants may help to guide the therapy for pediatric eosinophilic esophagitis when PPI therapy is being considered. It's important to note that our findings of CYP2C19 STAR17 variants may only influence the outcome of PPI therapy within a given dosage range of approximately 1.5 to 2 milligrams per kilo. In other words, that giving super therapeutic doses of PPI may overwhelm the influence of CYP2C19 star 17. However, this also may predispose to increased infection and inverse outcomes of PPI therapy that does warrant further investigation. The takeaways that I wanted to share with you today, proton pump inhibitor therapy treatment for eosinophilic esophagitis is variable and is strongly influenced by the CYP2C19 allelic variants. In particular, the carriers of the CYP2C19 star 17 variation are more likely to fail proton pump inhibitor therapy within a given dosage range. In addition to that, STAT6 genetic variants can associate with baseline eosinophil counts and also the response of PPI therapy that suggests that there is an anti-inflammatory effect of PPI therapy in eosinophilic esophagitis. And the last conclusion for this is that patients with eosinophilic esophagitis may benefit from a genotype-guided or personalized medicine approach for PPI medication therapy. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that on this podcast, looking at proton pump inhibitor therapy for pediatric eosinophilic esophagitis and the genetic variants of CYP2C19 and SNAP6 to be helpful.